Hey, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm Tim Malloy in Boston, Massachusetts, here with Aaron Lanton, just outside Nashville, Tennessee. I'm actually technically outside Boston. I don't want to lie. And Keith, just outside of Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're here to talk about a movie that takes place in Texas, uh, Pearl, which I enjoyed very much. It is the prequel to X, which came out in March. It is the prequel prequel to Maxine, M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E, which is the sequel to X. Um, so the order that these movies come out in is X came out first, Pearl then just came out a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, and Maxine will be out in the near future. Um, this is a trilogy by Ty West. Uh, Pearl is co-written by Mia Goth, who plays two different roles in X, an old woman and a young woman. Pearl is the story of Pearl, the older woman in X, who is very young at the time of Pearl. Um, I fucking love this movie. I think Mia, Mia Goth absolutely killed it. I thought the script was super cool. Um, but why don't we start with the Texan, the Memphisian? Are, are you guys Memphisians? What do you call it? Memphian. Memphian. I knew it was something hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Memph- the Memphian Texas transplant. Keith. What did you think of this Texas set film? Well, I don't know. I have a lot of um, mixed emotions. Like, it, well, I was, it was one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, man, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen like a, a decent like slasher film, but then a slasher film that has like so much character in it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where, Cause I'm, I'm trying well, to think. Can, like, what is a slasher film that has a comparable amount of character development for the protagonist, good or bad? I can't think of one like off back. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the first one that came to mind while I was watching is, well, more so X reminded me of this. But there's this uh, there's this film. Some people call it like a snuff film. It's called um, I Spit on Your Grave. Okay, yeah, 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 I've heard of it. And it was it was made in the 70s. And and a little bit of like um both X and Pearl kind of remind me of that movie. Um, but I think what's was very unique about Pearl is also just like the aesthetic of it. I don't know if it has like this, I don't know if it was just me, but it had this look almost like this technicolor look to it. Totally. Yeah. And and then also like the scrawls and stuff throughout the film and stuff still had like this more um what would you say, like a more 1940s, 1950s type of look to it. Yeah. And I think that it kind of kept on with that aesthetic throughout, right? Yeah. So it kind of had this feel like, oh, I'm watching an older movie, but then it has like a certain... It, it's kind of... What, what it made me think about is like, this is the type of film that I think people wish they could have made back yeah. in the day. Like, if Hitchcock could have made a film and he could get away with making it like that, like really push it, push it, push it. He yeah. might've did this, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like, like it made me think about like, what would Psycho have been like if people could, cause, cause back then Psycho was like, I don't know, like the worst thing ever, right? Like people <laughs> running out of the movie theater and stuff. And now like, what if people's sensibilities were already kind of used to that, you know? Um, so yeah, that was that was some of the major things that I thought about um, because, and not even just because of the violence, right? But it's also like the sexual stuff too. Um, like like it, it kind of introduced this idea of like um, the beginning of like porn and like a certain amount of promiscuity and stuff like that. 
and uh I, I don't know like that that element of it i like it's just kind of something that i feel like i personally haven't seen before yeah and and i think that i was, i actually watched pearl before i seen x so i kind of seen it in order and i was thinking like well if this the route that they're going if they kind of consistently do this they might have a solid trilogy on their hands so yeah Aaron, what'd you think yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, just like Keith was speaking to, uh, it is, you know, it's it's funny you brought up Psycho. Um, one thing that I think is, oh, Psycho it, might be it. That's the one that that has. You said it. You oh, said it. But I didn't say I didn't. I wouldn't say it in the mind. Say like, oh, this this film has the most character development. That's a slasher film. So yeah, it would be Psycho then. You name Psycho later, it name drop Psycho. And I'm like, okay, why you didn't say Psycho? That's it's like your brain was like trying to tell you, and yeah, Psycho, Psycho, (laughs) Psycho, Psycho, Psycho. Um, (laughs) so the thing that's really cool is horror, horror still has like it's you know, supernatural and you know, uh, fantastical, uh, crazy, magical stuff going on, and we still got all that happening. One of the awesome things that has come out um, from the legacy of Get Out is American filmmakers trying to go back and take the mundane and make it, and, and like take things that are like just really normal for a lot of people's circumstances and, and allow the people to ferment in their frustration and their rage and, 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 and do like a character study on what it feels like to be caged that way yeah um, it, it's really interesting because you know on top of being a morphine fiend she does have some sort of you know things about her emotionally that are different and you know in a period where we are today you might be able to help somebody with therapy uh, maybe they even choose to uh, try some sort of medical uh, prescription of some sort that can help them out um, if they have some sort of psychosis but there's nothing like that. She's isolated. Um, she's bitter. Uh, she feels like she has an opportunity to go get it. And it, a lot of people know what it feels like to have that level of desperation. I mean, funny enough, I thought well, it would be an amazing. And I mean, I just say if somebody makes this hell, I might even try to write something like this. But if you took something like that in modern day and you put it like in a hip hop format, so the idea that like somebody's like, I need to do, because right now we have this moment in, in time where people truly feel like in order to get signed to a, a corporate label, as crazy as that is, that they need to go out and commit crimes to get street rep. And okay, oftentimes this, this goes into a spiral of violence. Now, if you take a similar concept to Pearl, it's like, I want to be a star, I want to be a star, but you put them in that modern day framing for rap and corporations, you can get some weird stuff too. I just think the idea of like taking fame and looking at how it impacts um, like a, a society's um, kind of social fabric and the, what people feel like they can do or will, are willing to do to get out of their, uh, their poverty stricken circumstances. And then on top of that, you have the circumstances with her father. And that's like a whole nother thing. But contrasting how here's this man who normally in a situation would be able to keep his, you know, even in a more you know, less stressful situation maybe to keep his his wife and daughter from fighting he can't do a thing on top of that she already didn't try to kill him he can't even mention it she going on fire and you just i mean like it's not like he didn't have emotion before that 
But that actor who's playing her father has so much going on in his face. Yeah. After that point, horror part of the movie is just this 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 horror for everybody. And the thing is, it came up because of a pandemic. He he's sick from I I guess it was influenza at that time, Mm -hmm. and it it makes it where he's unable to care for for himself or his family and on top of i am able to do that like they resent him well the the daughter resents him and the wife does not it's the circumstances they have but they're shackled and even the, there's just a lot happening man i can talk a lot about the scenes of it i, I saw, just really appreciate this movie and, and the way it, it turns the mundane into horror right yeah when i saw that this was set that this was set in 1918, I was kind of disappointed because from the trailer, I thought it was going to be Circle Wizard of Oz, like 1939. You know, there's even a Scarecrow, the Technicolor mm-hmm. stuff that Keith mentioned. But then 1918 does work so well because they get to make a straight-up pandemic movie that doesn't feel like a pandemic movie. And all the illusions yeah. today, like the young people still want to go out, the older people feel vulnerable if the young people go out and come back to the same household. Just so many like cool, not hitting it too hard, but hitting it just hard enough. Um, comparables to today, I thought was totally fascinating. I think this is definitely the best movie about COVID. There have been a lot of movies. Isn't in that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I think it really, I mean, they shot it in New yeah. Zealand um, to avoid COVID, basically, because New Zealand was like the one COVID-free country. And they were doing X and they decided... They I, I just want to say to people who don't know, that's actually literally true. No, it's my brother... New Zealand was COVID-free, yeah. My brother, in the middle of COVID, when we were all locked down, like we were in the basement where I'm right now, my mother-in-law's basement. Um, <laughs> my brother was like, oh, we went to a party last night with 1,500 people and everybody was like air kissing and stuff. I was like, what? Like, that's beautiful. That's insane. What? So, yeah, New Zealand was the land without COVID and they just went, let's go for it. Let's make two movies while we can. And they did. And they, it's just a great commentary on where our world is where it was a couple of years ago, where it was in 1918 and just the idea of everything repeating itself. And, you know, we have this idea of like 1918, 1918 being so polite or even 1960 being so polite or whatever and people being so innocent. And no, like I'm sure it was just as gritty and crazy then. Probably more so. I mean, I always think about the idea that like, <laughs> let's say you in the Wild West, right? You know, like those kinds of situations pop off. And, you know, they'll be like, the sheriff's here. It's like, the sheriff? Are there any other officers here? Yeah. And then on top of that, it, let's say you don't live in town. You're a little further out. You know, and then somebody come through your cage, come try to rob you. You can't call 911. You got to go handle business. <laughs> like, you got to go get the gun and go do what you got to do. Yeah, we think this is a like different situation. 24-7. Different times, man. Different times. I, I appreciate you know, where we are and things we have, uh, let's just say. But it's it's really fascinating. I, I, I There's so much about this movie that's really brilliant. I mean, if I had to, like, I had, I still am trying to search for something to really be critical about with the film. Uh, I mean, I guess some technical things you can nitpick, but it's, like, it's a really fantastic uh, narrative. Now, here's the thing, I, what I will say as well. Oh, we didn't even give a spoiler warning. We just jumping all over the place, but um pearl kills a whole I, bunch of people spoiler well, yeah. <laughs> but i haven't seen x and you guys have seen x now i'm okay with you guys saying whatever you want to say about it because i am going to watch x because i i just got to see i got to see now like i, I want to know just, more i want to see think more it's cool that the movie worked for you without seeing x because i don't we can't unsee well actually keith saw him in the right order keith saw pearl first and then saw x 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. So, um, so I think I think it's perfectly like like you said, like since you saw X first, it's like you can't unsee the fact that you've seen X and you kind of have like certain information coming into the to the film. Um, with Pearl, rather you seeing X, like you can really come into this movie with no knowledge of X and be like perfectly. Yeah, I knew, I knew nothing about it. You know what I mean? Now, I, I looked it up a, l- a little bit after the premise, so I can it, the dots connect so well. It's pretty. I will cool. say that it's more. Of, it's gonna be more of a treat for you, Aaron, once you do get to the point of watching X, because you'll see like you know, pretty much it's it's not completely. It's it's so. It's kind of unrelated in a way, right? It's related and unrelated in certain ways. But then you'll, you know, you'll see your recurring characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, you'll know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, she with the shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and 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 so, like, I think to me, honestly, seeing Pearl helps X out a lot to me because yeah. it's it's certain stuff about X. If you're watching, you like, why are these people like really doing this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when you understand Pearl, you're like, oh, okay. You know, because I watched um, I watched X with my wife and she was just, uh, she, she didn't like it. She didn't like it at all. Like there was nothing that she liked about that film. And, and I think part of it was that it was just kind of like, just like this standard like slasher film to her. There was no other like depth that she got or any other like connections to any characters in a way. Yeah. yeah. And I think like you can get a little bit more of that just from having like that backstory of Pearl, right? Now, do you necessarily need it? Now, I don't, I don't think so, but I think it does help out X a lot because I personally like Pearl a bit better. Which, I did too. Which I didn't, I didn't expect that because I think that I guess from a cinematography point of view, there's a lot of stuff that I like a lot about X, and also from like a scare factor, like. To me, X is more like your standard, like slasher kind of horror film, right? Um, whereas Pearl, not so much, you know, and it kind of builds itself up a little bit more. And then it kind of makes you question like, dang, is she gonna do this? Or like, how far is she gonna take it? You know, you really don't know. Cause I went into it, honestly, I didn't see a trailer. I knew nothing about this movie. I honestly didn't know it was connected to X until I watched the movie. No, wait a minute. So what was the <laughs> moment you realized it was connected to X? Um, I think when I was at the movie theater. Oh, you got to the movie theater and you looked at something? Yeah, so when I got to the movie theater, that was something. I think it was the director's name was familiar. No, 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 no. I saw that um, Kid Cudi was one of the producers. And it made me look up the film. And then also gotcha, gotcha. Mia Goff's name sounded like super familiar. I was like, is she like with Shia LaBeouf or why do I know her? So yeah. I looked up and I saw X and I said, oh, that's the movie that I wanted to see. Damn, I kind of, <laughs> it, it's funny because I almost wish you had gone in not knowing, like if you like accidentally not even knowing. No, I did. I pretty much didn't know until like really watching it you know what i'm saying like i i after you know oh yeah credits yeah. and stuff so it was it was definitely like kind of a you know treat for me kind of coming into it with not knowing nothing because i'm trying to get to this point where i, I like to not watch trailers sometimes yeah i'm at that point now i don't <laughs> they tell you too much they tell you yeah. way too some, much. some of these trailers tell too much now some stuff you you want to see like if it's a marvel trailer definitely give it to me but if you guys tell me to watch a movie i don't want to see nothing about it i'm just gonna take y'all word for it. i'm about to watch this movie 
And I'm glad I did that with Pearl because it it was, you know, it had some things that were, you know, pretty surprising. And and then it's also things that I feel like kind of connect to X, even like when the guy exposed her to like that French porn movie. Yeah. And then you kind of, it kind of made me think back on certain scenes of X and stuff like that when she like, you know, spying on these people. Yeah. And um, I don't know. And it was, it was. Oh, that's interesting. This thing that kind of stood out to me too, where she was like, when she was watching the movie and he was like saying how, like, this is raw. Like, this is, this is the new thing. This is real life. Right. And then she was like, she was saying how, like, I don't like real life. Yep. That stood out to me. Yeah. And, and, And what's funny is that, you know, you hear when people talk about porn, like in today's society, people are like, okay, porn isn't real. This is not real sex. It's not real life. Right. It's fantasy. Right. Yeah. And, and and then so it's like, when did porn go from the type of porn he's talking about, like when it first started to being like, this is something that's raw, this is uncut, this is this is that, to being like, okay, this is fantasy, you know? And then, and then where does her, and then we look at her life where her reality is so, what's the word I'm looking for? drab just yeah just downtrodden downtrodden and restrictive and, uh, it, and it makes so sense so much sense that she wants to be in this like fantasy world world right so so like her going after fame is more so so she can live that fantasy that she's seeing in these movies and stuff right well but so i mean that that's not untrue but i think that the monologue at the end of Pearl kind of it, it says a lot about what she actually wants. I mean, like, not that that's not important, but really it's a means to an end. The same way that that dude who's a projectionist is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Like, getting that fame, getting that, is really just about getting out of, away from that farm and never coming back. What I love about yeah, but- that speech, and if I could just jump in, my little observation i mean what's cool about x is that it sort of compares the narratives around like sex and violence where like porn and horror movies are the two things where it's like the dialogue isn't necessarily that good the characters aren't necessarily that good you're just trying to get to like the literal climax of either someone like having sex or being killed like and those are the two things and then the movie like the scene is over like really fast and that's it and like x kind of has some fun like comparing those two things and then Mm -hmm. the structure of pearl is you watch it escalate, you know, movies are going to escalate, you know, that it's a Stasha movie. So it's going to get worse and worse as it goes on. And you think it's going to be like, all right, well, this is going to have to be, you know, the part where she goes to the Grizzly is killing. Like, I guess it's going to end with her killing everybody at the church. Right. Cause she goes on the big killing spree. No, not at all. There's like a song and dance number at the church. And then the climax is this amazing acting. This like, I don't know if it's like five or 10 minutes long. It just seems to go on endlessly. She cries like multiple times. She's so convincing. The camera never leaves her face. It's some of the honest, honestly, the best acting I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's this emotional climax instead of being a, you know, stabby, stabby climax. I mean, we do get the stabby, mm-hmm. stabby stuff too. The axie, axie, actually, I guess. Um, but it's just completely not what I'm expecting at all. And just a total subversion of like the normal, the normal way to make this movie. And I thought that was incredibly cool and elevated the whole thing not to be like elevated horror which is like an overused phrase but mm-hmm. took it to a whole nother level and kind of into the the stuff of legend as opposed to just a cool movie yeah i and i and i see 
I, I agree with what you should say, Tim. And um, I was going to say with what you were saying, Aaron, about her leaving and stuff, I think that's what I – don't, I don't know. I guess after seeing X, I don't know how believable that is, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You have to kind of see it to see what I mean. Like, because it's almost like she could have had an opportunity to leave once Henry comes. Well, well no, no. But so, okay, she doesn't want to leave. Okay. Yeah, as we talk through some stuff, but once she's killed everybody, yeah. she, you know, she's sitting at the table. I, I can't remember exactly when she said it. I, it's, a, I think, a little before that scene where she's taking the raw pig and she set her dead parents at the table with herself. But she says something like, um, she repeats what her mother says about how um, you have to accept the things you have. Like, it's something black people say a whole lot, actually, too, which is kind of like, Ugh. but, um, it's this whole not, thing about it's not like, about what's best for me. It's about making the best of what I have. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some I can't remember the quote verbatim, but yeah, some along those lines. So like, what she's doing at that point, she's a, her mother in her head. One, she did not have what they wanted. She might have been really talented at dance, but she didn't have the look, you know. Um, and so she was faded. It just so happens in her mind to have this happen anyway and once that happens she has a character shift um where she's basically like having dreams that don't matter anymore mm-hmm. that's how i read it at the time mm-hmm. so i don't know how that connects x or if that seems to make x make more sense or whatever is happening there i think i think what you said makes a lot of sense too and that, that makes because that i don't know you gotta watch x <laughs> I want to. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm watching. Yeah, I, I think what you said does make a whole lot of sense. I think how I was reading it in my mind is more just this this idea of living in the fantasy or in a delusional kind of kind of state, and that's really where she wants to be. Well, but like, but it's it's I would argue more than that. It okay. So think about like her mom and how her mom talks about everything. Her mom was always talking about um, like not having. Um, like you can't indulge in fantasy. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, every time she's talking about like things, she's like, you know, oh look, you went to this movie. You think I don't know? And tearing up all her dreams in the face, you know, metaphorically, uh, and then physically, literally. Um, and so I think what's happening though is as she's trying to, she's having that moment that you know a character's going to have. They're trying to stand up against their parents, trying to tell them no. And then the mom's like, no, no, fuck. Like you want me to fuck you up? Like she's picking up the knife and shit. And it's like, and she's like. You know, you don't get it. Like, I'm in the same place as you are. We both feel this pain. We're both caged. You know, yeah. she's like, she's like, I just, and then when she said, what do you want? She's like, I don't want to be like you. And then Eli like, just sets it off, which, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. And then after, you know, they do all this fighting and stuff. She's like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, she has a conscience, but she's always high, too. Like, there's all this stuff happening in isolation, driving her crazy, and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, really, what we're, what's, we're talking about when it comes to that kind of stuff, even more so than fantasy, is like liberation, like in freedom, like being a. So I think because I don't, I haven't seen X, um, but I do know the premise because like, I had known the premise before I even knew about Pearl, which was that. Um, and that's kind of I was like, I don't know if I want to see this, but it was like they were like going out and making like a porn film on a farm or something. I was like, all right, and then a hack slash thing occurs. I'm like, hey, this doesn't sound interesting, but yeah, I thought really, it is. So if she's spying on them and she's seeing them have a liberation, seeing these girls have liberation that she didn't enjoy, I think that is probably was bubbling there. And she starts to fixate on Maxine, the character who's played by the same actress who plays her. 
That's um, crazy. Because Mia Goth plays Pearl and plays Maxine. Because she's on the poster. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, of course, Pearl is like, I see myself in her, which is like a great little, just a great little thing for the audience to enjoy. And for me, like once I, when I was watching X and I realized, oh, okay, they're the same actress. Like that's the gimmick. I get it. I kind of bailed out of the movie and I didn't watch it again for another few weeks. And then I think when I finally did go back to it, it's just a very good escalation. I mean, it's like the way, the way these movies are structured is, you know, that the first half is going to be kind of like character building. And then the second half is going to be, everybody starts to get killed. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see everybody get killed. I think I get this movie. But I'm glad I did go back. And I feel like the whole thing is so much richer when you see the duality with Pearl and Maxine. Um, where again, the most disturbing thing in X isn't people getting stabbed. The most disturbing thing is, I don't even know how you call what Pearl does to Maxine. I mean, she like crawls into her bed while she's asleep and just touches her, but not like in a, not really in a sexual way, but definitely in a like violating, extremely creepy way. Yeah, it was scared the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, and like, and at this point, you know, Pearl is like a hundred, so she's. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so, well, okay. So Pearl is is like twenty some. Let's just say twenty in nineteen eighteen. This movie takes place in nineteen seventy something, so that would place her at eighty something. Yeah, she she yeah. pretty much is a wife at this point, but. <laughs> oh no, it's seventy something. My brain can't even do minutes. She's like right an now. she's like an eighty year old woman. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, I don't this know. Same must really get gotten to y'all. I also think I also think it's just so interesting, like this idea of like what what starhood was to Pearl in comparison to like what being a star is to Maxine. Yeah. Right. So what what Pearl is doing is little can can dancing number or whatever, right? Mm. And then with Maxine is being the porn star. Well, because it's evolved and, to that point, but that's yeah. interesting. But the other crazy point thing, it has evolved to that. Like films have just come out when Pearl is doing this stuff. So like right. mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the first the big Hollywood movie is the horrible, like the clan movie, Birth of the Nation, comes out in 1915. And that's when like movies yeah, it's like, right the first blockbuster, quote unquote. So three years later, like movies are the hot new thing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> then for for Maxine, like porn movies, this is like a few years after Deep Throat, so porn is the hot new thing, and right. it just is another thing for us, you know, TikTok stardom or Instagram stardom or whatever is the hot new yeah. thing. But you realize that it's just a circle, it's just a cycle, and in a hundred years, hologram will be the cool new thing, or five years, right. whatever. Then to that to that point, it's not even just porn being a new thing, but also porn with stories. Yeah. So. So remember the whole thing about the, I can't believe people even do that. But yeah, yeah. The the director and X, his the direct the guy that plays the director and X, his whole deal is to make a a character film that's a porn like 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 a with a beat like pretty much a whole storyline like beat from beat right yeah. And at this time, like you said, if there was if Deep Throat exists and like these other like little porn films, so people are. They're familiar with porn, but not with porn with actual storylines, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, because because then you know later on now in the world that we live in now, these people are like winning like awards, yeah, awards for acting now in these in a lot of these films. And um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, just kind of like seeing that um, evolution, and that's why I'm so stuck on like this idea of characters being caught into like the fantasy. Yeah, like even even if like. Mm. Okay. It 
I, I don't know what goes through a person's mind when they like, oh, I want to be a porn star, right? Yeah. But I don't think I don't think that they're thinking like I just want to deal with the more um, I don't know the 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 part the part of it that might be a little like uh you know yeah. <laughs> they looking at like the 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 flashy lights the fame the the attention the popularity the money so on and so forth right yeah and and then and then as the viewer watching porn it's all like about the fantasy itself too right. The same thing when I think about Pearl and her wanting to, you know, be this, be this dancer and be on stage and stuff. She looking at those girls and she was like, those girls are confident. Those yeah. girls are the type of girls that I want to be. These girls live this type of a life. Whether totally. that's true or not, <laughs> that's what she wants to believe. That's, that's how fame is even today. Right. So, yeah. And, yeah. and so totally. I think one thing that kind of brings her over the edge is once she realized that really... There's this point where you realize, like, like you said, Aaron, that my mother was right, that the world isn't a fantasy. Like, there's yeah. some there's some harsh things out here. Like, and she can't she can't take that. So she goes out and that's and 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 she does what I guess what she knows. Cause we we know that there is something off with her, like early on, you know, killing killing animals and stuff. Her mother says she's seen her do stuff. She knows that there's certain things, something dark within her. Right. Well, she's also fucking scarecrows. I mean, that's not super normal. Oh, that's another thing. So, <laughs> I, okay, is it weird to y'all that okay, okay, fucking the scarecrow is one thing, right? <laughs> but it's the fact yeah, that okay. you that you did it with the scarecrow and did it with the real man, but seemed like so. I don't know. It was something about. I, I, okay, we don't really see her have sex with the real guy, right? That she right. fantasized, which about. is so interesting. Yeah. But I felt like she treat him almost like, yeah, whatever. But this is after the fact that you fantasized about him in the, as a scarecrow. Yeah. But then you you get what I'm saying? I, I'm trying yeah. trying to put it in the words. Like, totally, totally. Yeah, it's it's almost like she was caught up in that into that, and then just even the idea of like bringing him up to her room. And thinking he's just gonna be cool with your with your daddy down. So so look that, that whole <laughs> sequence, I ain't gonna lie, like I, I was I was there were other people in the, in the movie theater with me, and but we weren't sitting like near each other. Oh, so but, it, but you know, like when no, but like when stuff's happening, like you know, you try not to in a horror movie, you don't want to be the dude and they're making noise. Right? Dude, and, I was so, the, there were two women behind me, like two or three rows back, and then it was me, and that was it in the theater, and I was just like through the whole movie, like. Not a fucking weirdo. Here's my hands, like over. <laughs> like, like not, not nothing strange happening during this very upsetting. Hey, hey, people, people, people be thinking stuff, and and I was sitting there like, I can't remember which moment. It, oh, oh, it was it was when she finally stabbed him. I was like, oh shit, and like, but I was like. <laughs> Because I knew it was coming, but it was kind of like that was such a good scene. How she just appeared next to the car. I knew it was going to oh. happen, but it was still because because what was throwing me off wasn't the all right. Because all right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There, are a lot of people probably having like PTSD moments because I know I was where she started doing a thing where she was like, "You're lying," and I was like, "Oh, I've seen this energy before." <laughs> Like where you're telling somebody, hey, is now what you think, or you're overthinking it. But then what you start realizing is 
they're just gonna act a fool no matter what you say it really don't matter <laughs> so you're kind of out of this and the same thing happened with old girl at the end misty misty was like i didn't no for real, I, I didn't win she was like you did she's like i did and you're gonna go out there you're gonna dance around the country i will will you come see a show i will oh there's a point oh. in that movie where you're just like gaming it out and you're like she could get away maybe and then you're like nope she's wearing the little the little cute dance shoes all right yes I was, hey you, you beat me to it. it people who are listening if you're in a situation where your ass need to run take your shoes off if oh you tennis shoes take them shoes off and and let them try let your adrenaline take take place but do not end up being victim because of your shoes no oh, that's just TED talks over horror shit, though that's just a great little horror touch there's so yeah. many just brilliant little horror moves that he throws in hey, there. Uh, one more PSA, white people. If you get to somebody's house and there's meat rotting oh. or any any food rotting on their doorstep, do not go in the house. That's exclusive to white people? <laughs> Y'all go inside shit like that. I mean, if it ain't family. We have a lot of like rotten meat outside our houses. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to say I asked too curious. Okay. Oh, the the horror movie. yeah, that's the horror movie phenomenon of, yeah. Well, oh, you, you thought I was trying to say white people are nasty? I'll say y'all too curious. That, well, <laughs> horror movies for sure, because there's that whole joke of like, we oh, no, I've seen white people in real life be on some Scooby Doo shit. I'd be like, man, I will see y'all in a minute. You well, gonna no, tell that's me the house thing where like the joke is the black people just be like, yeah, we're moving out. That's it. Yeah. And the white people are always like, Oh, this reminds me of with a little work. We could just, you know, get the ghosts out of here and we could rehab this place. You know, it's funny because, like, I remember when I was a kid, I saw the poltergeist. I was like, why don't they just move? Like, and the thing is, like, I don't remember the exact reasons they gave, but like, now that I'm an adult, it is funny because it's like, let's say my house is haunted. I mean, I'm leaving. I'm leaving as soon as I'm, I'm, if I'm 90% sure we're leaving, but. It's not like I can get out my mortgage, <laughs> like, you know, like that. that's, that's the real part. That's the fucking sad part. Is you go, well, where would we go? Look, why has nobody made that? Has no, no one made that movie yet? Well, like the horror is the banking system. They can't get out, dude. That's a fucking great movie. And you're always calling the bank, and you're like, look, you gotta let me out of this. <laughs> and they're like, well, could we just like you bring in the realtor? And the realtor's like, so wait, do you need to disclose anything? And you're like, just. Can you just get somebody else into this house, please? Like, well, can you guys not be here on Saturday? Like, so we can do the open house. And da, 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 da. Where are you going to stay? I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll get a hotel. Will the ghost follow us to the hotel? That movie would be funny as shit. Just a real estate. <laughs> just a real estate horror. A real estate horror story. Like, it's a real ghost there. I mean, like, and maybe the ghosts don't actually kill nobody. But it's like, like it looks like it's about to, but they can't leave. Because yeah, there's just 30 more days of escrow. <laughs> Man, what you got to do, man, your house haunted, just move from the house and turn it into an Airbnb. Yeah. And like mm. that, <laughs> you know, you can go stay somewhere else. You can make some little Airbnb money. Yeah. So, so okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Now, now you've, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've done a whole other thing, Keith. This is a different movie, but I like this movie because it'd be somebody who is Airbnb in their house. No one is haunted, but like no one can hold them liable. <laughs> Right, <laughs> or or you can play with the fact that that mug is haunted, 
and that's part of the whole deal right like this is a this is a haunted house like you can make it look spooky and everything so when weird shit going on in the house they thinking there's some shit that you put together yeah, yeah so so and then somebody People realizes so or you you could do this for like they do that and somebody realizes it's a real ghost and they capture the ghost and then he's like i'm gonna go on an adventure to save my ghost friend See, different movie. <laughs> that's all different thing, yeah. But I'm just saying, that that's my plan. If I ever get into a haunted house, I feel like the Airbnb we was at in New Orleans, it was giving me, like, haunted vibes. Oh, no. Hey, man. Don't, I, I had to show you pictures don't, of don't, don't bring up voodoo on this podcast. I ain't doing that. No, we, lo- we love to buy you out here. And everything that house. comes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to one of those like little gift shops in New Orleans where the, the everybody tells you the story of like, oh yeah, you buy this little curio and then everybody around you starts having real bad luck and like you have to give it to someone else and then they have the bad luck and then it's only like, no, no, for I know I only know one person who did this and uh uh-uh, uh ain't no like, way don't dog. touch anything. <laughs> no, Man, I'm I see, like that enough. stuff was so it was wild <laughs> like man. Like for real, like when we when we cut everything off, I'll mention it was like, yo, like you gotta be kidding me. Like, ain't no way. I like I'm I'm not a believer, but I ain't playing with it. Not you don't at have all. To be a believer, like you don't have to tempt fate. There's no reason to... no, that's what I'm saying. No, no this no. creepy doll. Let's bring it home. Like there are these um <laughs> there are these uh underwater caves like zenotes and stuff that people will say are haunted, and then folks are like, Yeah, let's go swimming. I'm like, I'm not going in like if if the people who are natives thousands of years ago say this place curse, I'm not touching it. I'm yeah. gonna just say they know what they're talking about. That's just like everybody that used to want to go to Voodoo Village. I'm like, I'm straight. Yeah, I'm going that's the Memphis thing, you guys have talked about Memphis Voodoo Village a couple times. I've never heard of this except for from you two. I think. I, I think most people, Voodoo Village. people know about Voodoo Village is people that's actually from Memphis, though. Yeah. Just that title is good. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't touching that. Not, not, on, not on a recording. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, exactly. That's another. Anyway, look, look like we, we've exhausted what we had to say about Pearl, although Pearl's an excellent movie. Go see Pearl. Right. Like, I, I know like it ain't got like no high budget or nothing, but. One million dollars. It's crazy. I'm wow. so impressed. Um. I hope they get more, like, you know, if, if this same group of creators decides to get together after making Maxine, I hope that they um, are given whatever they need to make yeah, the next idea. Um, keep, keep this is going. really cool. Yeah, they got to keep it going. I like this This just just young filmmakers, you know, making these independent films and stuff. It's just, it's very inspiring, too. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you among them, so, you know. Uh, that's, I, I know you're, you're uh, getting excited seeing that stuff, and on you know we didn't low low budget low 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 low. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> much lower than a million. Haunted but, Airbnb yeah. movie, you can do that. You can just rent an Airbnb. Haunted Airbnb movies right there, Keith. I mean, it's right there, dog. I can't do that. I did a horror. I haven't written a horror film in a while. Yeah, I mean that you started with that, so I mean you can do it. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm okay, one thing we didn't talk about, and we don't have time to talk about it now, but. The, the themes of, we talked about a little bit, but of femininity and uh, just how gender roles do all this stuff and restrict people. And I did think it was cool that Misty and her mom were coming over trying to check on them, you know, and to see if they're okay and, you know, hand out hogs, but hey, if you have a knee, uh, her mom is fucking nuts. Uh, Pearl's yeah. mom is insane. When your in laws come over and give you food, 
That's not charity. That's your family. Just take the pig. Well, I mean, but she's German, so I, I you know, in and, and, and I, when I say that, not not as like a slight to, to German people in that way, but more like she, you know, the war. It's it's interesting because we don't we don't know that full backstory, but you know, she mentioned the pearl. Hey, I don't want to hear about dead Germans right now. You know, um, so they have some ties back to to their homeland, and they they're there. I don't know. If you say it's hiding, but they're not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they've been there for like a generation or something. Maybe they're like second generation. Oh, Pearl will be second German. generation. I huh? Mean, she still speaks German. That's pretty much yeah. My great. So she. So Hamas probably from there, and it was first generation coming over. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. it's there's so much interesting, fascinating stuff in this movie. Like that. I mean, you could always move for hours and and say something to to, to go on. I, I really just appreciate it. I. I hope people learn about it watch it and give maxine a shot too i'm definitely watching next I, I gotta see what's up with that that's a trailer that's worth watching because it doesn't expo- it doesn't give anything away it's just an aesthetically amazing trailer mm, it's just okay. like one minute it, not even a trailer it's a teaser it's a straight up teaser yeah it's the 80s in this one right mm-hmm. and sometimes people say teaser and then it's just a trailer well Mac, yeah maxine's in <laughs> 1985 yep Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. The year, um, was this the year before I was born? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know what's what's sad? Man, somebody was playing uh like Izzo or something like that the other day, and they were like classic hip hop. I was like, oh no. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's happening. Are you, you talking about Jay-Z? Jay-Z? Yeah. So fucking bad. I was in an Uber. Because I went to the SCAD Animation Fest, which you guys would have enjoyed a lot, because there was a yeah. lot of animation talk, but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I learned a lot, and I want to I want to do more manga, manga and anime stuff because of that. But on the mm-hmm. Uber back, I was with a guy from Toronto, super nice guy named Ridge. Hey, Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cab driver, not the cab driver, the Uber driver, just starts roasting us immediately. Like she gets in, she's like, "Where are you from? You're from LA. Like here, let me go off on LA." And she's like, "You're from Toronto," and she just went all in on Toronto and like how much Toronto sucks. I'm sure it doesn't. I've never been. I'm sure it's nice. But she just like tore Toronto apart. And then <laughs> Ridge is like, hey, we got good rappers though. And she's like, what? <laughs> you are in Atlanta. You are in Atlanta talking about rappers? And he's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. you can't do that shit okay. at all. And That's I was number like, one. yeah, dude, I gotta agree. Like, Outcasts are the best rappers ever. And then they're both like, wait, who's Outcast? Because they're like in their twenties, and I was like, "No, outcasts." Oh Jesus! Oh, you mean hey ya? And I'm like, "Yeah, hey ya, but also like (laughs) (laughs) eight. Like, like, yeah, hey ya is. It's a good song, but it's not like an outcast. It's like not the best outcast. It's a it's a cool like novelty song almost. Mm-hmm. Like there's like and the funny thing is, people like that song and do not understand that song at all. <laughs> he literally fine. says, "I, you know, y'all don't want to hear me. You know, uh, y'all just want to dance all this." I, um, I I wrote a book where it makes fun of when you go to a wedding and everybody plays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the white people play "Hey Ya." It's like the song. And then at our wedding, we had on the like the DJ was like, "Any songs you don't want?" And I'm like, "I'd love Outcast, no Hey Ya." Like, I just don't want to do, like, the hey-ya part of the wedding. Like, let's not do that. And he's like, okay, no problem. So then at the dance, so, or the, during the dance part, somebody's like, can we do hey-ya? And I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, put on hey-ya. And I'm like, all right. And then someone comes up and she's like, 
didn't you have in your book about how much you hate <laughs> weddings? Oh like, yeah. like, yep, I just completely sold out. So love Outcast. I think they're the best group ever. Um, but not not the biggest hang off. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, I ain't need it. There, there's a song that man white people just can't stop playing dude i can't think of the name of it right now i mean they play in boston a lot too i don't know um oh, wait, it just would it? not stop playing dude this shit was driving me crazy it's, it's like a mid-80s song and you know it's got all these things that everybody like kind of grabs your stuff swaying swaying around huh it's oh that fucking song sweet caroline oh no no of course that song but no not sweet caroline is it jump um, around house of pain no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, 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 no, like, like, like a, like a, uh, kind of, I see what you're doing. I know. I'm talking about y'all. No, I don't know anybody else. Ah, whatever. It'll come to me later. As soon as we stop recording. Anyway, um, hopefully Tim will come up with the answer. Like he's racking his brain. All right. So if y'all made it this far, thank you for coming. We really, really appreciate it. You're making this far. Well, we were way off Pearl now. I just moved. <laughs> I'm gonna remember this song as soon as we, we stop. I'm putting it in the show notes, man. What is um, this song? God damn. Dude, it's driving me crazy because like I would man, when I was in college, it, all these bars I go to, this song's over 30 years old by that point. <laughs> like it, it just like wouldn't stop. A Garth Brooks song or something. No, no, no. It ain't country though. No, nah, it's, it's, it's an era before all. countries turned it's to not, oh, I got friends in low places. That's what it sounds like. Like the thing you're doing with the mm. over the, I'm so yeah, because they, they actually was just playing it outside. They play it here like all the time, like nonstop. <laughs> I thought it was the Tech Dallas. I thought it was like Texas theme song or something. I just heard it so much. But, <sighs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna remember <laughs> later. <laughs> all right, Keith, man, where, where can people find us on the socials? On Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Thank you very much, sir. Tim, anything to plug before we hang up on everybody? Yeah, if people deliver a ham to your house, take it inside. Don't let it sit on your porch. Come on. No, I'm going to call the police. I'm not going to go check on you. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking my ass over there. The reason we haven't recorded in a long time is because I it's all my fault. I was working on the new issue of Movie Maker Magazine. Um, it has an interview with Ty West, who directed this movie. Um, it has Blonde. It goes very... Oh, okay. Very in depth on Blonde, which I totally recommend. And I saw Blonde the night after I saw Pearl, and I think they're like really good compliments to each other. Um, Interesting. Okay. Including super long, a lot of talk about like what it is to be a woman at different points in history, and also just incredible monologues, um, unbroken, just on the actor's face, lengthy, incredible monologues. And in, in Pearl, it starts really early, and of course in um, I'm sorry. In Blonde, it starts really early. And of course, in Pearl, it comes at the end. But they're mm-hmm. very comparable performances. Um, so, yeah. This is a good year for performances. It really is. Um, yeah. I mean, m- movies are having a good year, I think, in general. But some of these performances are just really striking. So it's it's a really cool time to be uh, watching movies. I mean, I'm not going to uh, go, movies are back. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like it, it, it's, it feels like people were inspired during that that moment of covid uh production yeah um let's see anything else to close on no i think we're good um you know at first i thought you're gonna say it was your fault because you left a ham outside for too long and then people got suspicious but uh, <laughs> uh, it was something normal I get in person i used to work at a veterinarian's office and 
Oh, it is not a pretty sight. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it troubles me a lot to see that. Well, you've, you've seen things a few others have. It's, thank goodness. I actually have. Maybe we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah, we'll let people like, eat. I have, I, I have, all right, people who stuck around, people who stuck around for the whole thing. You like horror. There was a <laughs> we had to we had to hold down a dog while they pulled maggots out of her nether regions. This poor dog. Oh, but they got it out though? Yeah, yeah. Good, the owners had like let it. Oh, so awful. These, these people were terrible. And they let their dog just like live in filth. And this dog was like inside and out infested with night. We got her. Oh. She's oh. dead now. This was 20 years ago. Um, yeah. But she had a good life after. Oh. That. Yeah. I kind of misunderstood the scope of that. I get it now. And wow. The first time I had to clean maggots, the lady goes, oh, did you see? I worked with this horrible lady. And she goes, I think I've talked about the vet on this podcast, right? Yeah, you have. Yeah. Right. This lady's like, oh, did you see there was some rice in the cage? And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you're going to have to clean rice. up the rice. And I'm like, all right, fine. It's rice. And she's like, did you get a close look at the rice? I'm like, what? And it's like maggot, kids full of maggots. Anybody, everybody, every, everybody wants to go to sleep now. Sorry to keep you awake. Uh, <laughs> I could talk about maggots all night. <laughs> oh, man. I got to say, um, that lady thought she was being funny and if she had done that to me i would have just been like oh and i'm going home now yeah no for i'm going home now i'll holler at you on the grocery store or something but no <laughs> you you got jokes i didn't think that shit was funny i'm going home <laughs> i'm mad right now uh, oh that's horrible i'm sorry you had to deal with that but no longer no more goodness gracious that's also something you should put in a future thing you write I want to do a vet movie, actually. Do you actually? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that offline. We'll holler at y'all the next one. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.